It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to this episode of the podcast called The Dictionary. You you found it. You're here. You did it. You made it. You can stop searching for your favorite podcast. It, this is the one. Uh, I really wanted to have a guest on this episode. I was talking to my brother-in-law who has, God, I think he has his master's in library science. And so there's a specific word here that I wanted him to be here to talk about, but scheduling-wise, it just didn't work out, so uh, I'm recording this quite a bit later than the next handful of episodes, uh, just in case we were going to make it work, but we didn't, so I'm coming back to it. I'm just going to talk about it on my own, but I'll definitely get him on an episode in the future, Uh, you know, something maybe library-related, book-related, maybe trains. He loves trains. Um, Yeah, so we'll we'll get him on eventually, for sure. It's been... um, I've been doing this for almost four years, and uh, he he hasn't been on yet. So there's a, I have a huge, huge list of people I want to get on this show, and it's just hard to find the time. Let's talk about the first word in this episode, which is devour. D-E-V-O-U-R. Um, this one is a transitive verb from the 14th century. One to eat up greedily or ravenously. Devour. Just, there's like, you don't even care. You're like, I just need to scarf this food down so quickly, as quick as possible. Get it in the gullet, into the belly. I'm hungry. You can't have any. I worked with somebody who said that he grew up in a, a house with a lot of kids, and they would just have to eat their food so fast, they would have to devour their food because if you didn't, then somebody else would. Uh, I'm very grateful I did not live in a house like that, because I like to just be a little more casual. I, I, I used to eat fast, but I forced, like, no, just be, be cool, man. Be cool with your food. Eat slow. Don't devour it. Uh, number two, to use up or destroy, as if by eating, as in, we are devouring the world's resources. Yes, we are. Has there been much of a change in the last hundred years? I don't know. I don't know if we've slowed down at all, but GBs, we sure are devouring the world's resources. The water, the coal, the oil, the, I don't know, the other things. The things that are not quite so renewable or quickly renewable. We need to be using more of the of the sun, of the wind, of the the energy from water instead of all those other things. Um yes, use up or destroy as if by eating. It's like we are eating them up into our faces and then that's it then it's just gone. Number 3, to prey upon as in devoured by guilt. So, to prey upon... So I guess in that case, the guilt is devouring you. The the guilt is preying upon you. And, uh, you know, if you did something bad, then uh, you might feel devoured by guilt. It's coming to eat you up. Number four, to enjoy 
avidly, as in devour books. This is not eating books. Please don't eat books. I know people like to eat paper, but this we, we need our books. It's not going to help your system if you eat books. This is reading books. I am not a devourer of books. I do like books. I have books, but I don't read them often. This is the only book I read, really. I, I have some books next to my bed that I have been meaning to read, but I just haven't gotten around to them. So if you are a book lover, an avid reader, you like to devour the books. Devourer is a noun. Uh, let's see. This is from Latin, de warare, which is from de plus warare, which means to devour. That's it's just, it's to devour. Oh, but what does it mean when you put the de in front of it? Is it still to devour? What's the difference? And there is more at the word voracious. I never even thought that voracious and devour meant the same thing. But, you know, if you're a voracious reader, you are devouring books. It makes sense. Let's move on to the next word, because that's all I got to say about devour. Um, oh, oh I, I remember my sound effect. We're going to try. Oop, failed. Yep, nope, can't do it. We'll just do that. Okay. The next word is devout. Adjective from uh, the 13th century. One, devoted to religion or to religious duties or exercises. You just love all the religious things, and so you are devoted to that. Or you can be, number two, expressing devotion or piety, as in a devout attitude. Um, you're expressing devotion. I think piety, that's still kind of in the religious world, isn't it? Maybe not technically, but that's how I think of it. 3A, devoted to a a pursuit, belief, or mode of behavior. The synonyms are serious and earnest, as in a devout baseball fan. So they are really, really devoted to to the pursuit of baseball, the belief of baseball. They believe in baseball. Or the mode of behavior of baseball. And uh, they're just, they're very serious about it. There's another example. Born a devout coward. That is a quote from G.B. Shaw. So, a devout coward. Does that mean that you were, you were just really devoted to being a coward? You don't want to be anything else. You don't want to be brave. You are. It's the pursuit of cowardice, the belief of cowardice, the mode of being a coward. Who was G.B. Shaw talking about? 3B, warmly sincere, as in a devout wish for peace. Yeah, you're just, you're really, really devoted to peace. And so you are a devout. Devoutly is an adverb. And devoutness is a noun. And, hmm, it says this is from the Latin verb dewoere, but it doesn't say what that means. I guess it just means devout, probably. I don't know why they couldn't tell us that. That must be it. The next word. Do. Do or do. 
D-E-W, the first of the D-E-W words, which are only going to last through the end of this episode. Noun, from before the 12th century. One, moisture condensed upon the surfaces of cool bodies, especially at night. So what happens is that at nighttime, it gets cooler. Maybe we're talking about grass. That's a, a common example of where dew is or other plants and they get cold, and then I guess as it starts to warm up, I may have this backwards, um, they, uh, as it starts to warm up, there's some, there's some water that condenses onto them, uh, the, the change of temperature in the air when it goes from cold to warm, like if you pull out uh, uh, something from the freezer or the fridge, and you put it on the, on the thing, like maybe you could put a cup, a glass in there, a water bottle, and you put it on the counter, when it warms up, there's all this condensation. That's a similar scientific process to do. But we don't call it condensation when we're talking about the plants, the flowers, the trees, the grass. You come out in the morning, and it's all the grass is wet. It's dew. What is it doing? Number two, something resembling dew in purity, freshness, or power to refresh. Well, I don't even know what that would be. There's no example. Um, but yes, I guess dew would be pure. It's just pure water. Three, moisture especially when appearing in minute droplets. These droplets are very, very tiny. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what dew looks like. Just little droplets usually. Um, so any sort of moisture of small droplets, it seems like dew, so we call it dew. And examples of these are 3A, tears, that's the synonym. 3B, the synonym, is sweat. And 3C, droplets of water produced by a plant in transpiration. Transpiration? Is that like respiration but for plants? And they produce droplets of water? Whoa, I didn't know plants do this. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so if you're crying or sweating or both, uh, and then you have little droplets of these tears or sweat all over your body, then it's lo it looks like you have dew on you. You have dewed. You have been dewed. Uh, there is dew. You it Dew is a transitive verb, so you are doing. Doing the dew. And do-less is an adjective. So if you are sweating, you are not do-less. You are do-full. Uh, so so there's, the, there's the drink, Mountain Dew. It's, when you really think about what, the, what those words are, it just sounds very, uh, very nice and calm. But the drink is anything but. This is from... Old English, D-E-A-W, it is akin to the Old High German, tau, or tu, which means do, from the Greek word thain, which means to run, and I have no idea why or how that word is related to do. Oh, I have to move because my back hurts, and that sucks. Okay, the next word 
It is do again, all caps, abbreviation for distant early warning. And I don't know what context that would be, but I would think it would be maybe, ooh, uh, planes was the first thing I thought of, but I am not sure if that's an early warning, maybe a missile system or something, or maybe just some other thing. Moving on. The next word is doer, doer or dewer, D-E-W-A-R, noun from 1939, a glass or metal container made like a vacuum bottle that is used especially for storing liquefied gases. And this is also called Dewar Flask. So it contains, it's a metal container made like a vacuum bottle. And you put in liquefied gases. So you take a gas and then you cool it down to a temperature where it's a liquid instead of a gas. And uh, and then you use this thing called a Dewar to hold it. And um, it's named after Sir James Dewar. So he was probably just the one who invented this. And it is often capitalized. Maybe I can store something in a Dewar. Don't, please don't store any farts in a Dewar. Can you liquefy a fart? Can you cool it down so it's a liquid? What's a liquid fart? I don't want to know. What? Why are we talking about this? Let's move on. The next word is dewater. Hmm. Dewater. Transitive verb from circa 1909 to remove water from. And dewaterer is a noun. I wish that it could give me an example of what you might be using this in because uh, I don't want to dewater my body. When you pee, you are technically probably dewatering yourself. Um, if there's a thing uh, that has some water in it and you don't want the water in it and you can get rid of the water, you are dewatering and you are being a dewaterer. But I don't know where they use this. And apologies. If my voice is a little bit raw, I was working all day and I was talking with a bunch of people and it's the end of the day and I already recorded an episode, so this is what you get. The next word. Dewberry or dewberry. Noun from circa 1578. One, any of several sweet edible berries related to and resembling blackberries. Uh, Number two, a trailing or decumbent bramble that bears dewberries. And the genus name of this is rubus. Rubus? Rubus. Something like that. So it doesn't say why they're called dewberries, but I assume that, uh, you know, in the morning people would come to pick them and they say, oh, they they have all this dew on them, on these berries. But I don't know. It's different than a blackberry. What should we call it? Well, it has dew on it. Maybe it has more dew than the other ones. So let's call it a dewberry. And it resembles a blackberry. So if you know what that looks like, then you know what a dewberry looks like. The next word. Dewclaw. Or dewclaw. This is one word. Noun from 1576. A vestigial digit not reaching to the ground 
on the foot of a mammal. Also, a claw or hoof terminating such a digit. And it says to see the cow illustration. So, uh, a lot of animals, they have some, they have their hoof or their paw that goes on the ground and they got some toes. But then a lot of them, if you look up the back of it, maybe like where the ankle would be or higher than the ankle, there's another, there's another little thing there. Uh, I think, I think cats have this. I feel like I should know this. I feel like they have, I mean, I know they have some sort of thing in the back, but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's just another claw that just, uh, doesn't, doesn't go all the way to the ground. And I don't know why. And it doesn't say why it's called a dew claw. It doesn't say anything about that. So we may have to put a link in the show notes so you can learn about why, why dew claw. It's a claw that, I don't know, it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with the water on the plants in the morning. I don't know what it is. The next word. Dewdrop. And I can sort of do it if I like flick my cheek. It's not great. Let's see if we can do it. Kind of. I got to practice. My friend uh, Sam is very good at it. Okay, dewdrop. Noun from the 13th century. It's just a drop of dew. Maybe you can find in the morning, maybe in uh, spring, maybe in spring when the nights get a little colder, but the days are nice and warm. You can go out in the morning before the sun has evaporated all the, the dew and you can look at a piece of grass or a flower, maybe the stem or a leaf of a flower, and there might be a dew drop. And then you can put it on the head of an ant. And it goes like this. The next word is Dewey Decimal Classification. Three words, and Dewey is capitalized. And this, of course, is the one that I wanted to have my brother-in-law for, but uh, but he he can't. He can't do it, and I won't let him. Noun from 1924, almost 100 years ago. A system of classifying books and other publications whereby main classes are designated by a three-digit number and subdivisions are shown by numbers after a decimal point. And it is called, also, Dewey Decimal System. And this is named after Melville Dewey, who is probably the one who invented this whole thing. So, I think that when I was younger, they taught us this because this was all we had in our libraries. It would, you had to, if you found things with the Dewey Decimal System, and there was the whole, like, card catalog thing, I think. Um, and obviously, libraries still use this, but I suspect that most younger people aren't completely aware of what it is or why it is or anything. And so um, I will put a link in the show notes so you can learn more about this Dewey Decimal Classification System, which I do think is pretty genius. Um, But I'm also going to read to you what the main classifications are. So if you go to the library and you go to the 000 section, um you are going to find books that are related to computer science, information, and just general works. So anything 
that starts with 000 and goes up to, I guess, 099. That's all computer science information and general works. And there are subclassifications. So like I think 010 would be a certain section and 020 would be another section, but they're all still under the topic of computer science information and general works. Okay, um, the next one is 100. So anything that starts with a one is philosophy and psychology. And again, subtopics are probably going to be 110, maybe even 111. There's a lot. Of, so it opens up the option. There's, you can have 100 subcategories, which is quite a lot. And then it did say here that there are after the decimal. So it's like 100 decimal. And then I think there are two... Now, it says subdivisions are shown by number after decimal point. So I guess there are even more sub subdivisions after the decimals. And I think there's usually maybe two digits after, this, uh, after the, uh, the decimal. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, we're just going through the topics. I may have some of this wrong. 200s, the 200s are religion, a fascinating section. The 300s are the social sciences. The 400s are language. The 500s are pure science. The 600s are technology. The 700s are art, the arts and recreation. And that is the section that I always, always, always ended up in. Anytime I was looking for something, anything, I swear, 95% of the time, I ended up in the 700s. So I was like, oh, I guess the 700s are my section because it's arts and recreation. Uh, the 800s are literature and the 900s are history and geography. So theoretically, all the topics of all the books that you can possibly come up with would be in one of these 10 uh, categories. Now, is that true? Still, I'm not sure. I don't know all the details. That's why I'm going to send you to the link. And that's why I should have had a guest on. Um, but yeah, if you don't know what this thing is. Oh, here, here's a practical example um, of how the, the digits, the three digits and the, um, the decimals are used. So 500, the 500s are pure science, but more specifically, this is natural sciences and mathematics. 510 is mathematics. So I guess math is under pure science. 510 is mathematics. 516, this is more subcategory. 516 is specifically geometry. 516.3 is analytic geometries. 516.37 is metric differential geometries, which is, I guess, a subcategory of analytic geometries. And then 516.375 is Finsler geometry. So you can see how we have one, two, three, four, five, six, six different places. I mean, and this opens up for hundreds of thousands of subcategories to get more and more specific about a topic. I just, I, I just, I love it. I love how just organized it is. It's great. All right. We still have some more words to talk about, so the next word, do fall. 
noun from 1622. It's just formation of dew. Also, the time when dew begins to deposit. So is that the time of day or the time of year? Maybe both. Maybe, I would assume that it, you know, it's a morning time sometimes. Oh, it's dew fall. It's the time of the dew. But then you're not going to see dew year-round. You might see dew starting maybe in March or something like that. So I guess that would also be dew fall. The next word. Dewlap. Um, noun. From the 14th century. One. Loose skin. Loose skin. Hanging under the neck of an animal. And it says to see the cow illustration. So the cow's got a dew claw and they have a dew lap. Don't know why it's called a dew lap. Number two. Loose flesh on the human throat. Ha <laughs> ha. Dew lapped is an adjective. So when people get old and they start to get saggy and maybe a little overweight, underneath their mouth, underneath their jaw, they got all the skin that's hanging down there. And then especially if they lose the weight, then it's even there more. And they got a dewlap. Hmm. I hope I never get a dewlap, but I probably will, because that's just how bodies work. The next word. Deworm. Transitive verb from 1926. To rid of worms. Get rid of the worms. The example of the thing that uh, might have the worms is a dog, because they get worms. Uh, we also have the synonym, which is the number four definition for the word worm. The word worm. Dewormer is a noun. Dewpoint is next. Two words, noun from 1826. The temperature at which a vapor, like water, begins or would begin to condense. So this is what we were talking about. If you cool down a gas to become a liquid, the dew point is the part where it becomes liquid. So this is literally, the, so it's called dew point. It doesn't say this, but we can figure it out. Because I guess at night, uh, hmm, now maybe it's opposite. Maybe So maybe the dew appears when it gets cold because maybe it's it's a gas in the air. And then as it gets colder, it, uh, it's, it says, I can't be a gas anymore. I have to be a liquid because I'm cold now. And then it becomes a liquid and it just falls on all the things that are outside, like the grass. And so the temperature where it goes from a gas to a liquid is the dew point. But we're not just talking about water here. It could be just any vapor, but it's usually water. The next word. Dew worm. Now, this is not deworm. This is dew worm, which is two words, noun from 1599. And the, the, the synonym is just nightcrawler, which is a worm, which, I mean, I guess it's called a dew worm because it crawls at night, and maybe that's when the dew is created. The next word. Dewey. Dewey, dewey, dewey. D-E-W-Y, adjective from before the 12th century. Number one, moist with, affected by, or suggestive 
of dew, as in dewy grass. Two, synonyms are innocent and unsophisticated, as in from a dewy bride to an ill-mattered murderous courtesan. Wow, that's an evolution. Uh, that is a quote from Melvin Gussow. Gussow? Gussow. I don't know how to say his word, his name, his last name, his word. Um, innocent and unsophisticated. What? What? I'm trying to think of why, why this word means that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dually is an adverb, and dewiness is a noun. Let's see. Yeah, and if you if you are uh, uh, crying or sweating, you would be dewy, glistening and dewy. There is a, a sound that I learned to make with my mouth. Um, I should have done that for this episode. Um, and then recently I was watching Bob's Burgers, and they were doing it in that episode as well. And um, so not everybody hears this, but basically you put your hand up to your mouth in a fist and you raise up your pinky so you, there's so, so the sound can get through and uh, you say with your mouth to your, your thumb and index finger, you say the word girl, but because of the way the sound travels through your hand, if you listen to the higher pitches, it sounds like you're saying dewy, dewy. So I'm going to do it now, but I don't know if you're going to be able to hell hear if you'll if you'll be able to tell or hear the actual dewy sound but boy i learned this when i was maybe in junior high or something and i was i just couldn't get enough of it so let's see if this works dewy 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 and then of course if you raise the pitch of your voice it's going to raise the pitch of the high frequencies even higher dewy 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 I hope you can hear the very high-pitched Dewey. The next and last word, Dewey-eyed. Dewey-eyed. Like your eye, your eyeballs, E-Y-E-D. Adjective from 1938. Naively innocent and trusting, as in a Dewey-eyed optimist. I guess this might have to do something with crying or tearing up, but I don't know why somebody who is naively innocent or trusting would be tearing up and crying. I don't know. It's a, it's a funny phrase. All right, quickly, let's reread the words we had. Devour, devout, do, D-E-W, doer, do water, no, D-water, dewberry, dewclaw, dewdrop, dewy decimal classification, dewfall, dewlap. Deworm, dew point, dew worm, dewy, and dewy eyed. Obviously, there were some really just stunning words in this episode. I wish I could give them all first place, but I have to pick dewy decimal classification as the word words of the episode because I went through it. It's just a really fantastic, genius way to organize all the books and the things. Maybe. If you are a uh, if you are a devourer of books, you have lots of books, and then maybe you should set up your own Dewey Decimal System 
Um, maybe you use the three-digit number thing, or maybe you can make up your own. Yeah. Let's see. Dewey Decimal Classification song time. Uh, maybe we can read the things that that they are. Here are the categories for the Dewey Decimal Classification System. The zeros are... This is going to be so dumb. My favorite section of the Dewey Decimal System is the 700s because it's all about the arts and recreation. 700 is the arts. 701 is philosophy and theory of fine and decorative arts. Oh my God, there's a lot. Oh, I clicked on the 700 on this link and it just goes on forever. Not forever. But uh, wow, even... Yeah, it's all about recreation too. So like 790 is sports, games, entertainment, hunting, games of skill. Oh man, I should re I should read through this. We got instruments. 780 is music. 770 is photography, computer art, film, video. 760 is printmaking. 750 is painting. 740 is graphic arts, decorative arts. 7.30 is sculpture, ceramics, metalwork. 7.20 is architecture. 7.10 is area planning and landscape architecture. Hmm, there's so much. I sort of did a song in there. This, this, oh, these episodes are getting so long. This, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I do appreciate you who are here, and I think you should go tell the other people. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. Thank you.